Welcome back to the Black Roses podcast, and today I'm here with Hiding the Hurt. Just jumping straight into it, what would you say your best song you've released would be? Yeah, I'd probably say um, E for me because it was a it's a very personal song to me. Um, it's really anecdotal of you know someone in my life, and I think that's what music is. I think it's about storytelling and telling people stories that even though if they're not in the same situation, they can relate to. And um, for me, you know, it's very personal. And I take great pride in the sort of lyrics that I write and the the personal issues and things that I discuss. So although it's not the best numbers wise, you know, numbers to me don't sort of define, you know, how great it is. And I think that is definitely objectively, in my opinion, the best I've done. Definitely. And what would you say your reasoning behind your name would be? Um, that's a that's a very good question. Um, that's a really good question. I would probably say I've always struggled with sort of mental health issues, and I have um, diagnosed depression. I've diagnosed anxiety, and I've always sort of, for many years, I I didn't sort of get seen by professionals and I kept my issues to myself and I think that I was brought up in an environment where you know I was told to to be a man and to to sort of face my problems and you know not really delve into the sort of psychological impacts behind them and so I definitely kept a lot of things personal to me over many years and you know I effectively hid the hurt and that's what I'm saying in my name is sort of you know although my name is probably quite ironic because my songs definitely uh, don't hide the hurt Mm-hmm. I'm sort of saying it as, you know, I think you should be open about your emotions. I think it's important to to face up to what you're going through. A hundred percent agreed. And not only just that, but I have diagnosed depression and anxiety also. And I wasn't diagnosed until I was almost 13 years old, which is a long time, I'd say, for for me at least. So I can definitely understand mm. what you mean to actually face it as a problem. hundred percent. To actually... Because like my parents love me dearly, obviously, but there's always that uh, worry of medication changing somebody's uh, behavior or like it's just it's a parents. That's just normal things that parents stress over. So that's why it took them so long to finally be like, okay, we we need to do this for him because we can't always guard him like he's a baby anymore. So I can definitely understand. Yeah. 100%. And what would you say your favorite genre of music to listen to would be? That's, um, I I would say I do have quite a wide range of tastes, especially in sort of, definitely, I mean, mood-wise, I'd probably say I'm obviously quite, you know, sad a lot. So in in terms of listening to that kind of stuff, definitely things that are related to that. So like I said, I listen to a lot of Peep and Cuddy and, you know, nowadays you have people like um, the Kid Leroy, who I think is great. I listen to him a lot. And then various people in the scene. Obviously, we're in sort of the emo sort of scene. So definitely emo rap is, is a big genre to me. But I mean, aside from that, I listen to a lot of 50s music. Um, I really enjoy that. Sort of Dion and the Belmonts, um, Buddy Holly, um, mm. things like that. I, I really, you know, respect the culture back then for sure and the, in the, the industry, the sort of creativeness that they had. And, how music's evolved. So I, I really do like 50s music and even into, you know, sort of more Southern music, John Denver, Glenn Campbell. I, I listen to that quite a lot. Mm. And those are 
artists that I can relate to due to the fact that my grandparents grew up listening to them also. And almost every single Thanksgiving or uh, gathering, I hear those names, which is really cool. Because it's like you said, it's very culture related and it's almost hard not to hear about them because it's a part of how music evolved over time. Exactly. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. Definitely. And if you were to be able to have one feature out of any artist, who would it be? Ooh. Um, that is a very good question. Um, I would probably I'm very torn between I think there's a lot of talented, say, rappers out there nowadays. Like I look at say Polo G and you know, I think he's a very talented rapper, but if I was to make a song with him, our styles definitely, you know, would clash. So I, pr- I probably wouldn't say that. But going on someone who I think has a lot of talent and a lot of potential, and I think we have similar styles, I'd probably say Glaive is someone who I would, if I could get a feature with Glaive, I'd be very, very proud. He's exploding now, and he's super young also. I think he's only 100%. like 15 or something Yeah, like that. 15. That's crazy. Crazy. Crazy stuff completely. In, he's signed to uh, Interscope now as well, which is mad. Yeah, that's insane. And it's also a lot of stress too. I wouldn't be I can't I couldn't imagine almost yeah. the amount of pressure sending a label at that age, not really understanding life that much yet. And it's just crazy. Hundred percent. That's a very good point. Yeah, I think he must you know, he needs to have good guidance around him, I would say, because I think the industry Definitely. very harsh. It's not kind, like I said too. Like there's a lot of hate that you really can't for sure get yeah. around. You can't get around it. So for sure. there's there's a lot of problems that come with success, I think. So mm-hmm, definitely. Thanks. And when it comes to just advice in general, do you have any advice for artists that want to make it in the scene? Because it's not easy to start music nowadays. It's a very good point. It's not easy, but I would say despite that, I would say you have to persevere and you have to keep improving. And, you know, no one starts out good. You know, my first music, my first songs I made, they were poorly mixed, poorly recorded on some cheap equipment. And that was, you know, almost probably maybe December 2019. So I've only really been doing this a year, but um, I've I've learned and I've, I've applied myself and I would recommend the artists really do focus on the craft and they you know don't be afraid to ask for help don't be afraid to reach into the community and there's a lot of people that i've consulted over time that have you know the big names have given me help you know i've been in contact with people like sebi and six dogs and they've actually really helped me and you know those are guys who are making a, a good career off music and they still have time to give advice to you know sort of newcomers like me and That's um I think that's that's very important is don't be afraid to ask for help and also don't be afraid to take criticism because there are going to be people that criticize and don't necessarily like your like your sound but it doesn't mean it's bad it just means it's not for them and everyone has an opinion which is fair enough 100% agreed and uh, I can relate to uh criticism in the fact where it can definitely help you uh become a better artist because if someone doesn't tell you that you're doing something that could be better or you could change, it's just going to stay the same. And you don't want For that. Sure. You want to For evolve sure. over time and get to the point where you're able to almost, like you said, 
uh, perfect your mix, find your sound, regardless. You got to become more comfortable to almost hearing criticism. And that sounds kind of, it almost sounds bad, but it's really, really important for music because you can't just always be thinking that you're doing everything right because you're not. An artist always has something that he can change. Even like the bigger artists, like Sewer Person, there's always things that he's constantly trying to perfect. Mm-hmm. So I definitely I agree, agree with that. With and when it comes to your accomplishments that you've made so far in music, which one would you say you're the most proud of? For me, it's been a very good, although 2020, I know, in, in general has been a very tough year. It's, it's been tough for a lot of people in terms of, well, I think we all know, obviously, what's happened in the situation that the world is in. But for my music, it was a, it was a good year of growth. And it, it's not about the numbers for me, although I did do a lot better than I expected. I got a lot of channel placements and, you know, did, did some good streaming numbers about up a fan base. And, I'm, you know, they mean a lot to me. But the things that mean the most are the, I'm, I'm not going to say fans, I'm just going to say, you know, maybe supporters and, and fellow sort mm-hmm. of community members, because I think I think fans is a sort of quite a loose word. Um, but it's, it's when people that are struggling, they message me and they say that my music's helped them and they compliment my music and my sort of ability to, to open up. And, and that's what means the most to me. That's why I do it is really to help people because I've been in sort of dark places and that's why I started to make music. I was in a dark place and I realized that listening to music and listening to people that I could relate to really helped me. And that's really why I do it. So when people, you know, message me and say what an impact my music has had on them, you know, that's what means the most to me. Mm-hmm. I'd say I started listening to underground music in about August of 2019. I really didn't have that much of an interest in it. I was pretty much focusing on my uh, basketball career and then things wow, okay. happened and i ended up hurting my knee pretty badly to the point where basically scholarships went down the drain for me and i really can't play basketball anymore oh, i was so really yeah but i was really really down low and i'm gonna be completely honest underground music is the reason why i am still alive because during that time with my knee I, all I wanted to do was play basketball with my friends and that kind of stuff. And I really couldn't. And I found joy through underground music, 100%. And it's gotten to the point where I actually make music now and I'm making friends. I run a, a group that you are actually luckily a part of uh, called Timeless Archive. Yes. So thank you for having me. Yeah, 100%. It's great so far. We have a new song coming out soon. And yep, it's. I'm happy right now and that's all I've gotten to to that's all I want and obviously there's struggles here and there with mental health and that's something that a lot of us share out a lot of the artists throughout the scene but it's a just a community in general has been pretty positive for me so far so I'm forever forever grateful for that I'm glad it's had that that impact on you because I think music I think we are more powerful than we think for sure as a community 100%. yeah because numbers not, aren't everything like you said like you don't have to have the most amount of followers in the world to be able to have an impact on somebody exactly so, exactly yeah it's true definitely and what would you say your ultimate goal in music would be my ultimate goal in music for me 
if I can live stably and have this as a full-time job, I, I would be very happy. I, I'm, you know, I don't need to say reach this sort of, you know, hyper level of fame where I'm, you know, headlining everything and, you know, making so much money and all of that. You know, I think everyone would want that, but you know, if I don't reach that, I'm not going to be disappointed. I just want to make a stable income, um, you know, play music with my friends, stay a part of this community and, you know, help people in the process. And, and if I can get to that level, then I'll be, I'll be, you know, proud of myself. And, and that's the level that I want to get to hopefully. 100%. And you, you put on a good point, like numbers aren't everything. And if you don't get there, you won't be necessarily that surprised. But if you do, obviously you will be grateful, but at the very least, I want to become to the point where I'm comfortable and I can definitely share that opinion sure. with you. 100% because you do spend time on music. You spend your hard work. Obviously, you go to uni, and it's my guess is that's priority first. But then again, you still have time to, like you said, feed your fan base and bring them stuff that can help them cope with their problems. And that's something that not enough artists think about they almost a lot of people think a focus on their numbers a lot of people do and i'm gonna be honest it, when i uh just started soundcloud when i just started like, my podcast and stuff number i looked at my numbers a fair amount but over time mm-hmm. i got to a point where i'm like what is it what are numbers going to really help me with it doesn't really matter as long as i'm able to almost help spread awareness of artists that's all that matters for sure that's a very good point and I think it's hard to, it is hard to sort of overcome that sometimes. Like even I was checking my numbers on like Christmas day and it's mm-hmm. like, I don't, uh, you know, I was, ex- I was expecting things, but it's like, who's really going to be streaming my music on Christmas, you know, but my brain can't switch it off. It's just part of it that's sort of deeply embedded. And, and maybe there is a bit of a fascination with numbers, but it is important that we, we focus on what's important for sure. Yeah. And that comes to the point where I actually have a song where it's featuring one of my good friends, Cherry Rizla, who is also from the UK. And he has a line on our song, numbers don't mean shit, but I'm checking them daily. So yeah. that, that, that definitely yeah. comes to play. Like, yes, they don't no, mean anything, sure. but you're, you're almost checking them when you don't really need to. Like, for example, like you said, you were looking at them on Christmas. Like, you know, deep down, like it doesn't really matter, but it's just, almost a habit to kind of look at how you're doing and that's just human yeah. that's human nothing wrong with that for at sure. all for sure Definitely. he's correct there. very right yeah yeah and when it comes to organization would you say that you are the organized artist when it comes to recording time and releases and that kind of stuff i definitely try to be i try to um say if if, if i make a song and you know i'll make recorded and you know, a few hours or I'll overlap it to the next day and get it mixed and that'll be a couple of days probably. Um, I'll aim to submit it maybe three weeks in advance of a release date. So I try to be on top of things. You know, I've got my next single, which is probably going to be in late January coming out. I've already got that sent to the stores. So I definitely try to be organized, but I also try to be consistent as well. And that's why, you know, by March, I should hopefully already have, you know, five singles out for next year because I think consistency is key. And, you know, Definitely. I think it needs to be it needs to be quality as well, which I'm, is why I'm not rushing anything. But I've taken time to be organized and 
when I go home, I do spend yeah. a lot of time doing music. So I would like to consider myself organized. Yeah. Yeah. And that's actually something a lot of artists should focus more on is organization because that falls in, it falls under just health in general. If you're not, if you're scrambling all over the stuff, you're not going to have the time to be able to sit down and be like, all right, I'm going to put my life issues aside just to record and almost calm down for a bit. If you don't have time and dates set almost, or just free time in general to be able to have that, those thoughts, then your life is almost kind of non-going and it's really just stressful all the time. Yeah, that's correct. That is correct, man. 100%. So what would you say your favorite song that you have released would be so not which one i think is objectively the best but my favorite Correct. one. your favorite one Ooh, um i would say that's a very good question um i'm quite proud of out my chest because it's not the normal style that I would go for. And I wouldn't consider myself a rapper at all. And I don't like to sort of label myself as a rapper, but I've had a lot of compliments on the way I constructed the song and on the way, you know, my, I sort of flowed through it and switched my flow, you know, as rappers do. I'm not, I'm not down with all the slang, obviously, like I said, I'm not a rapper, but mm -hmm. I, um, I was, I guess, quite proud of, of how I did that because I, think that there's a lot of songs i've recorded and even released even from my latest album that i listen to now and i'm like oh the mix is off or you know oh that lyrics a bit mm -hmm. you know it's, it's yeah, i don't know why i said that but i think out my chest is one that that i am quite proud of and i think it is fairly you know good quality to be honest so yeah and and it's, it's done well on on Bateki. it's got the upload there it's doing well on spotify i think it's up to almost seven thousand now so I'm, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm happy with that probably above every other song in terms of quality. Yeah. 100%. And the, it's actually in a good way where I can relate where most of my first album was really, or was recorded on my podcast mic, which is what I'm using right now. And it's not necessarily the best quality. And I hear those crackles. I hear the white noise. And then I ended up getting a Yeti after I released my album. And every song I hear on my old album, I'm like, I, I want to remaster. With yeah, my new mic. I know what you mean. I, I know but that's not necessarily mean, yeah. a bad thing. It's not necessarily a bad thing because you're at the point where you're able to notice. You can notice it. If you notice it, you know what you did wrong and you know how to fix it. Oh, yeah. 100%. And, it's, a, it's a good point. Yeah. And that's just that's the importance about it because obviously at the moment you don't necessarily see anything wrong with it but over time if you're able to see that you could have made it better that's great because that means you're evolving as an artist over time i think that's a good point and i think we all we all um are evolving i think and we definitely are learning as we go and, and i think it's <laughs> important to, to keep progressing and, and do so yeah 100%. Anyway, it's been great having you on the show. I'm excited to see what your future brings along with what we have coming up for Timeless. It's been it was great having you. And I thank you thank so you much. Thank you very for much. On the show. Thank you very much yeah. for having me. Yeah, I'm I'm very excited for um for the future and obviously for our our Timeless releases. I'm looking forward mm -hmm. to them as well.